0: Hey everybody, it's Mario here, host, or one half of the host of The Peaky Pod alongside the other half of your
1: host, Zachary. Welcome.
0: Hey, well, thanks for listening to this episode. This is the first time we actually do a pre-roll ad and you'll probably hear it one more time at the end, but we'd just like to announce an upcoming show that we are planning called The Story Archive Show. We plan on that being our kind of hub for doing one-off reviews of movies and maybe specific episodes of TV shows that are on our gauntlet our thanos gauntlet of the mm-hmm. greatest tv shows ever and uh, we want to invite you to subscribe we're going to put the links in there but if you don't want to go to the show notes just type in spotify or apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts the story archive show and we should pop up so please subscribe follow us and uh, let us know how you're liking the peaky pod we hope you enjoy this episode and take care thank you Welcome back to another episode of the Peaky Pod by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario, alongside... Zachary. Hello. Welcome. We are on episode four of season three of the Peaky Blinders. And once again, I'm surprised that the season is as good as it is. Zach's... If you could watch the camera right now, Zach is... <laughs> Zach's face is one of... Uh, <laughs> His wife just walked back there with the plant because they're, they're, I think they're you guys are moving plants because it's been raining all day, I'm assuming.
1: Well, there's a tropical storming coming this weekend. Oof.
0: You know what yeah. that's good for? Staying that's good. inside. That's good for me watching the rest of Stranger Things because I got into it uh, yesterday. And yeah. damn, it's dark. Oh, my it God. I
1: told you. I told you it was dark. But it's, it's a, so worth it. It's, it's really good.
0: It's a bit... All right. Have you ever seen The Conjuring? Yes. Fuck, terrifying. Yeah, terrifying that, film it kind of i think they use the same i don't want to say any spoilers but there's a house that looks just like it and i'm like this shit is too dark for my taste mm-hmm. uh, i mean harry potter does a jump from from the second to the third book and then the fourth book yeah uh, that it gets darker and darker as the kids get older mm-hmm. uh, and that's like a natural progression but stranger things just went like zero to hundred <laughs> like it sh- should just turn into like a you know horror level I could see them keeping this pace up and doing something like this. I don't know how the mid season ends, but I could see them doing another two seasons with with this kind of tone.
1: Honestly, I I, I don't know. We're, don't gonna, like give we're any going s- down I'm a rabbit gonna, hole. I'm trying not. Right, yeah,
0: but quick, <laughs> quick. I'm
1: trying not to give yeah. any spoilers for it. But it is. This is the first half of of a season, and there's another. I guess I don't know if it's going to be the second part of the season or uh, an additional season. It's releasing in like a month. I think they could they could conclude the story in th- that next season, and it would be at a great place to to
0: just kind of stop it, Don't, just kill the whole thing. Yeah, because you know, if
1: they, if they keep it going, it's like, oh, what are you gonna do? Follow me to college now?
0: No, it would be interesting if they didn't resolve this this particular antagonist in this season, uh-huh. and roll it over into the next one. Yeah, that would be interesting because. They haven't done that yet, right? Yeah, everything's always been
1: taken care of within the same season.
0: They can take a page from the Peaky Blinders, like how Campbell's in season one, and then he and two. he's into he's in. It takes two seasons to resolve that storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, probably assuming that this storyline in season three takes a while to resolve as well, because the players that Tommy's dealing with in this season mm-hmm. are no joke. Especially in this episode where he gets the holy, living, crap beaten out of him, uh,
1: much worse than season one and two.
0: Yeah, where Campbell beats him up. Yeah, he did. Yeah, get I'd rather
1: it. take the Sabini beating.
0: You know what, though, Tommy was in the hospital immediately after that one. This one, he does a whole day of work after he <laughs> gets true. the crap beaten out of him. Like it's almost. Although un- I would say this is more realistic
1: yeah it is it is unrealistic it's it's more of a critical uh you because he lives in the countryside
0: here. so it's like he gets there in the morning and then i think they let him rest for a day i think that's what the gist of it was because he's laying down on a stretcher mm-hmm. half the time in some of these right yeah well, let's start the true. episode um and get it going pleasantly surprised as usual let me lower the volume here <laughs> it's just i also have you in my speakers, so hopefully i didn't pick up feedback so i just took oh, all my speakers i'm
1: sure it probably did a little bit but
0: we'll work past yeah. that yeah, at least it was in the first four minutes so uh one of the key things that happens at the beginning of this episode and it's interesting because we don't get a lot of mention of the shelby's parents right is that yeah. tommy arthur and john i guess finn's dad too uh, died they don't show him die on camera but he, we get they get word from his girlfriend in boston or something or other mm-hmm. that he's dead and that kind of comes into play at the end of the episode uh where tommy brings it up again don't let me forget that but mm-hmm. uh at the start of this it's very much the beginning of the robbery planning of how they're going to hide uh pretty much steal the jewels and all the, like the diamonds and the valuables that the Royal Russians have in their state. And mm-hmm. they're just currently trying to figure out first and foremost, how they're going to get it, who's in on the job and who's down for it, uh, what their method of infiltrating is going to be via spy. And yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much the full details there. Uh, I found it kind of interesting that he's including Michael for the first time in a nefarious plot. what do you think about that?
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, in the last in the last episode we kind of saw I feel like we started to see Michael go down that path anyways, just with his little training session. Oh, you mean with, last uh, episode? With John and Arthur? Yeah, last episode. So, it kind of feels like a natural progression of things and I don't know. If everything is just not what you would have expected it to be at the beginning of the season. Because of Grace's death. Everything's kind of being flipped on its head yeah, right now.
0: Yeah, everything's kind of it's just in a scramble right now. Yeah. I will mention that the ceremony they did for their dad dying was to kill a stag because that was the one thing that he taught them to do. Mm-hmm. And they discussed that his name dies with him unless Arthur decides to name his child after himself. That's yeah. pretty much the agreement. But it seems all the brothers pretty much agree that his name dies with him because he was a no-good... It was just a rotten dad to all of mm-hmm. them uh i always find it interesting that finn is also has the same father considering how how separated they are in an age difference you know oh, i
1: know like he had to have just recently gone out of the picture i mean what in season one finn is six
0: bro finn looks like four in season one <laughs>
1: So, I mean, he, he must not have been that long. Maybe gone. not four.
0: Let's say like six. Six sounds about right. Yeah. Anywhere between six and ten, maybe. Yeah. You know. Um, I find it interesting because there's a theme coming kind of clear here where Tommy can't trust his family. He can't trust Arthur because he doesn't keep his mouth shut. He tells everything to his to his wife, Linda. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can't trust him with the details of these jobs because he's finding himself in a situation where it's leaking to the rest of the women in the company. But we get a scene where Polly is now bogged down by the details of what Tommy is sharing with her. Mm -hmm. And she actually ends up being the reason he gets the absolute hell beaten out of him in this episode. And pretty much derails the plot of the season and his plans of what he had intended to kill Father Hughes, right? Mm -hmm. Because she goes and confesses to a priest about the murder of a holy man. Mm-hmm. Which naturally she doesn't know the despicableness of Father Hughes, right? So she's No, not at all. She's not assuming everybody's um a, a mole. But I think it kind of comes back to where they're in the kitchen of Tommy's house and they say, Let's act like we belong here. I mm-hmm. think she is still trying to adjust to the reality that the plots that Tommy's taking on are so big that nobody outside the family can be trusted. Yeah. And even then the family can't be trusted because there's a couple of times in this episode where tommy withholds information from arthur whether on the phone or in person
1: yeah and i mean to, i mean that's also a recurring pattern that we've seen since season one as well there, there's been many things like the gun shipment that tommy didn't trust arthur with so uh, this is just becoming more prevalent because that, it's that now was growing more, beyond more people
0: and that was more to protect them and it still went wrong but this mm-hmm. is more to protect them against themselves yeah you know what I'm saying? Like your blabbering mouth could get you in trouble. Like there's a time in this episode where Esme kind of feels herself a bit too much. She's like, "You're gonna sack the Russians, aren't you, Tom? You're gonna sack them for all they got." I'm like, "Where is that? Is the, how is that her business? It's it's a danger for her to know that information, and stupid mm-hmm. for John to have told her, considering she's pregnant. I mean, it's just, you know, the business that we're in. It's mm-hmm. better. It's not that we don't trust you. It's that you shouldn't know because if they take you. There's literally nothing you can tell them. There's nothing they can do to you because you just don't know. Exactly. So It's better not knowing sometimes.
1: This is that time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And you see it later in the episode where Tommy gets beaten up, where the maid's questioning him, saying, why did you tell all the soldiers to leave the house? It's because Tommy literally can't trust anybody. He doesn't know Mm -hmm. who's going to come for his son at any time. Yeah. All right. Subplot of of this episode. I think we start to see the empowerment of the women in the Shelby company in this episode where they go out on strike, kind of led by Linda and enabled by Polly, who's kind of out of sorts from her confessional. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Esme just seems like she's being cooped up and it's kind of like cabin fever for her. I mean, she's doing yeah. cocaine while being pregnant and complaining about everything. I can only
1: imagine how well that combo plays
0: out. Yeah. And Lizzie admits to, is this the episode where Lizzie admits to having sex with Tommy?
1: Probably.
0: I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, we. I think we find out that Tommy and her have been kind of like, she's been helping him get over Grace's death in a sense. Mm. Yeah. This is the episode where she, where she mentions that. Well, yeah. we also see another bit of that where Tommy's kind of in the dumps about Grace, and you know, he kind of is trying to get over it through either Lizzie or through uh, Tatiana, as we see in this episode as well. Where yeah, uh, Tatiana he just, definitely helps in this episode. I mean, he knows he knows that she's not like the girl he's gonna end up with or take serious or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's like sometimes you just give yourself to that fling to to get your mind off it in some sense. And so you imagine him in that grief. He can't trust anybody in the family and he's mm-hmm. got somebody who actually knows about what he's up to. So it's yeah. kind of like a perfect little storm of uh, the situation there. But even then he's sure. still, he's still trying to, he's second guessing himself because he tells John boy to go puncture her tires outside <laughs> so that he can't change his mind. And he says, so, so that neither of us can change our minds because yeah. he obviously doesn't want to. It's just one of those things that he's kind of forcing himself to do. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I love how the family gives him hell for it. And he's like, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get information. I'm like, it's a sweet gig, buddy. Uh, gig. Sure. And, uh,
1: <laughs> working Air of
0: And she's it's fine, great. too. Part of, part of me in this episode uh, was thinking to myself, she would be both the best and the worst woman for him. Because <laughs> she tells him at one point in the episode, from now on, you have to do everything exactly as you want to do which is mm-hmm. the, kind of the worst thing and the best thing you could tell Tommy Shelby because you know his ambitions will just eventually end up consuming him and killing everybody around him probably. That is,
1: that is for sure. <laughs>
0: but in terms of like support support system, like just one-on-one, ride mm-hmm. or die, like she kind of is not a bad uh, person to have, especially as he's elevating in culture or mm-hmm. in society, not culture, because she she accuses him of acting like a boy who broke in through the window that's yeah. how he's. That's how he's living in that house of his, and mm-hmm. so she kind of does bring up some, uh, some interesting points of like how to wield authority, uh, and you see the opposite with the women in his family that they're feeling, they feel like uh, they can ask for more money, and Linda's negotiating on behalf of Arthur, mm-hmm. and they're getting involved in the business and complicating matters and the plans of of something that they don't even understand. Like, they don't understand what's behind the robbery. They don't understand that it's a nefarious insider group within the government that's very powerful that could kill them all
1: mm-hmm. at
0: any moment, you know? <laughs> so they don't yeah. understand. They just think it's Tommy's withholding us and being an authoritarian. They don't understand that, no, you got this priest and you got this, uh, whatever the hell, Patrick Jarvis, whatever his name is, uh, <laughs> do...
1: Yeah, there there is a lot at stake. Yeah, that kinda of makes me wonder, you know, how much of this do they really know? I think they think they know, but they just don't. And it's definitely for the better.
0: Yeah, it's it's for their own good. Thoughts on the whole, um, what does Lizzie call them? They're they have a name as they they union they unionize themselves in this episode where the women go on strike. It's apparently Good Friday in the yeah, episode. It's a holy day. And, yeah, and that's why they, they're upset about being at work
1: hmm yeah, I like how nobody the, else was there,
0: yeah, well, all the men are out in the countryside. It's kind of like a good contrast. they're in the w- office working, and then the men are out planning a robbery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the good side and the bad side <laughs>
0: yeah yeah uh tatiana and tommy what's your what's your take on the russian what is the what are the Russians trying to get at here with her? And uh, and trying her, trying to seduce Tommy. And how do you think that this actually plays into Tommy's hand, or it just in general the the overall plot? It's interesting. I mean, the first
1: thing I would mention is, first of all, that they are an interesting duo. She's she's definitely uh, supportive, I, I, I guess you could say. Uh, but I think she's really here to to either gain information or try to help control him and make sure he does what they want done
0: yeah for you know I first watched this like my first watch ever of this season mm-hmm. I couldn't stand her character but she does grow on you she's one of those she's one of the only I don't think Tommy's ever had a love interest who's ever spoken to him so bluntly about everything no no I don't think so. Like either. She, she's, she's a wild cannon, or loose cannon.
1: A Loose cannon, yeah. Loose
0: cannon. What I'm thinking, I'm thinking about wild card. Wild card.
1: Uh, oh, she, oh, she's a wild card too. I guess. Like she just is
0: unpredictable. What she's gonna do? Mm-hmm. One second, one second, she's having sex with you, and then the next, she's taking a loaded gun and running around the house and getting <laughs> naked and asking the maid to watch them while they, you know, like I mean, <laughs> and she does it purposely, like underneath Grace's portrait. Yeah, you know, yeah I noticed
1: that. She, She's, you don't know what to expect with her. You, you honestly don't.
0: Yeah. John Boy has plans here in this episode in terms of trying to help Esme in her cabin fever.
1: Mm hmm. You got to get her out into more land. I mean, she is, she is a gypsy at heart. And all of, like, the Larissa Lee family is all out and about still. They they don't really settle down, from what I can tell at all.
0: Yeah, she's been the only one pretty much asked to give up that life for to become a Shelby. Mm hmm. That's true. But John does promise her that he's going to buy this large house. And you kind of want to see two things you want to see her in a happier place, and you also want to see John Boy kind of find himself in the family and what his role is.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: In the midst of Tommy sleeping with Tatiana, he's obviously digging for information about where the where the jewelry is. A lot of his conversation revolves around where the diamonds are and what he would do if he had them. And uh, he's kind of asking questions to learn more about them and where they could be inside of the house or mm-hmm. if they even in are in the house. And uh, she's, I don't, I think she's kind of oblivious to it. Yeah, she does. I mean,
1: she's either playing dumb really well or she really doesn't. Know what's going on.
0: I think she's just genuinely interested in Tommy and like the lifestyle that he leads. You know, I also think that she kind of finds this as her, uh, her opportunity to find herself in another duchess. Or is she a princess or a duchess? I think she's a duchess. Yeah, I think let's call her a duchess. She is. Yeah, she's a duchess. Uh huh. She is essentially someone who's estranged she's been robbed of the opportunity to truly be royalty in her country because mm-hmm. the bolshevik revolution happened while she was so young but at the same time now you see tommy who's kind of coming of age and becoming new royalty in, in the uk of sorts right mm-hmm. but he's not really embracing the lifestyle and they're kind of like meeting 50 50 here in some sense like she's half right and he's half right yeah in some sense where she's wrong about the way they treat uh, the servants and all that kind of stuff, but right about the way that he's, you know, not just going full at whatever he needs to do. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could be talking out of my behind there, but
1: <laughs> she really does taunt him a lot in this. I but wasn't, I wasn't sure what to think about this the first time I I watched it. She's like
0: she literally shows him half
1: suicidal like one moment wants to shoot a photo of his wife or whatever no she
0: literally pulls the trigger on her own head she shows him russian roulette yeah and pulls the trigger she leaves one bullet in there and literally pulls the trigger on herself
1: that's so risky dude i mean (laughs) the chance that you get that wrong one in six
0: i'll always think of um of Deer Hunter
1: Deer Hunter what I don't do think you have you
0: ever hunter? seen that? I don't know. It's a film. You would know if uh, if you saw it. It's it's with Robert De Niro and uh, Christopher Walken and
1: Oh, no, I don't think I've
0: seen it. It's a, it's a famous film. And There's a Russian roulette scene that is just iconic that nothing when you watch that mm-hmm. everything else just like it, when you think of Russian roulette, it come your mind comes to that scene. <laughs>
1: I'll have to watch it just for that.
0: Back at the office, uh, Tommy goes over the plans with John and Arthur regarding tunneling. The, The plan is to tunnel into the Russian mansion to get the jewelry. And they have an informant who's a Russian kid who... Uh, actually has a prior with breaking and entering but they feel like they can get an edge on him because he wants Mm -hmm. a bar and they're talking about giving him some italian property that they had seized from the Changretas in order to get him to infiltrate and spy on this russian family with the staff for the next four weeks uh i found the tunneling plan interesting considering the the ptsd these guys have with the tunnels i was
1: gonna say the same thing i i wonder what uh what sort of effect that would have on them it'd also be interesting to see them at i guess at their craft it's what they had done in the war yeah
0: i mean they are good at it right but Mm -hmm. they also i find i just remember season one where tommy has like the guys digging through the wall and stuff like that in his in his ptsd episode yeah i imagine that that's gonna take a toll like the last place they want to be is underground
1: yeah covered with no way out
0: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Having a, a PTSD episode and being in a, Underground, in a claustrophobic in a environment onto the ground, yeah. when you got to be quiet, that that would be rough.
0: Yeah. Well, we find out, and you kind of like they foreshadow it a bit when Polly's giving her confession to the priest early in the mm-hmm. episode that there's going to be hidden a holy man. And if it's coming from Polly, what holy man do they know? It's, you know, two and two is Father Hughes. Yep. We find out we know the way the camera is working and the way the actor is acting in that scene that he is baiting information about who the murder is going to be of, mm-hmm. right? uh, And we see Father Hughes go to him, confirming the fact that the priest was a mole. Mm-hmm. So, hands down, we know that Tommy's plan is going to go completely wrong later in this episode. From the from there on, there it is on inevitable. Out uh yeah. in between that scene we get linda negotiating for arthur this, this is i must say
1: this is i think the beginning of my extreme this for dislike linda? Yeah, exactly for linda i think it's like this is this is i could tolerate everything up to this point it ramps up even from though she was certainly. controlling. yeah
0: yeah it's, but this is really the catalyst and the fact that Arthur has allowed ha- allowed this to happen in some sense, where she's it's, an she's an outsider, so to speak. Yeah. I, we never even get really an answer of, as to how they met or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And we were only introduced to her about three episodes ago, so mm-hmm. she she does make a strong impression. That's for sure. I'll tell you that. Yeah,
1: yeah, she does. The I, gist uh, the
0: gist of her negotiation is that they want to leave to America, mm-hmm. and she's trying to get as much money as possible from this robbery so that it can be their last as they of head course. out as they head out to. I think they want to head out to California. I think that's the goal.
1: That's what she says. I kind of find it interesting that Arthur doesn't have the balls to come. Say I don't this. think Arthur. I don't it's think Arthur knows about
0: this. I, I highly doubt Arthur another, knows about this.
1: I mean that that is another possibility, and it kind of you know plays into what I was saying about Linda earlier. Is that she's just very controlling, even a little bit that we we've been seeing here. In in the last couple episodes, she's she's a very controlling person. She well, wants it her way. Well, she's not stupid. And that's she knows
0: she knows that she controls Arthur, and Tommy knows that she controls Arthur. So he's there to you know cut the bullshit. You know she he knows that that little strike that the women did was on through her goading, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's trying to figure out what the hell do you want. He knows it's money at the end of the day. Of course. So he cuts to the chase, he knows it's more money, and they're essentially, this whole thing is a negotiation for what it is that's going to get Linda out of his hair and causing issues in his company, both with Arthur and with riling up the the ladies. Mm-hmm. Tommy's plan, Oof. I don't think we've uh, ever seen Tommy beaten <laughs> the hell out of the way he gets, it's, you know what it is, it's the crack of the skull. That makes oh, me yeah. twinge every single yeah, time. Yeah, it makes me cringe too. I was just like, oh, no. You know, when, also, when he runs up to him, he has a chance to shoot him.
1: I know. Like, you know, sometimes you just got to take a risk and just do it quick. Like, just get it done. Just what, get the job done.
0: Notice, like, as he went into the bathroom, there was a moment where he could have just definitely taken him out. There was, mm-hmm. like, at least half a second. How did Ready? You, like, the, like,
1: uh, yeah, it's coming up right
0: here just see one where you at two there's your head boom ah maybe
1: not Uh, he only I don't think he got enough of of him to to confirm that it was who he was supposed to kill anyways not from behind like that that's true Um, that that
0: would have been a nightmare if he killed somebody else and then then Father Goose just comes out of the other stall toilet flushes and you're like (laughs) (laughs) what happened (laughs)
1: yeah Uh, wrong Uh, wrong, man wrong wrong stall buddy yeah really how did you like the you know father hughes running around picking up the little children and spinning in circles it just makes you
0: hate him more it's like (laughs) i know it's it's more frustrating because you see him doing his like little pedo-y stuff Mm -hmm. and you know the plan's gonna fail so it's like no matter how despicable this guy is i know it doesn't get resolved right now yeah. Also, even besides that, it felt too soon to resolve that character because the other guy from the Economic League is nowhere near mm-hmm. as so, like somebody to revile as he yeah. is. Uh, talk about an inconvenient spot to bring Tommy to after he's been knocked unconscious. Where, what yeah, what is, is the lo- location with all the light rays coming down? And I what, don't and know. The pillars I've
1: always wondered that. It looks kind of. N- mystical or uh, but i don't
0: know it, it also looks like a sewer <laughs> it, it like looks a like an old big sewer it looks like an old sewer i used to yeah i read a book i don't know if where i have it but it was about this frenchman who would rob people and he would go through the sewers uh-huh. of old uh paris i think it was or old Lupin? london no it wasn't Lupin. it was uh it was probably based off of Lupin, like inspired by it mm-hmm. uh but it was london and i forgot the name of it but the guy would use the sewers to get away, and it was really interesting. I like books about like old thieves from like uh, olden times, like the early 1900s mm-hmm. or like 18, you know, 1800s or whatever. I haven't Everything found, seems a little more fun than I haven't found many good books though about them. I, there was one called The Thief Lord that I absolutely loved, mm-hmm. um, and I really haven't read too many more than that. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo is terrific, but it's really not about a thief. Uh, I I have almost bought in that book, but oh my god, it's so big. I don't know what version you're buying, but you you don't have to get the unabridged. Okay, um, I mean, that might be blasphemy, but I didn't read the unabridged, and it was it's probably my second favorite book ever.
1: Okay, I'm so I'm still I, I'm in the last book of the Divine Comedy still, so but I I've switched to another book in the meantime. I'm taking a little. Of break course,
0: that book is so difficult to read. Also, like just reading that for joy is not like it's like a the first book the inferno is
1: great the second one is torture reading the third one other people told me they thought it was worse than the purgatory but the paradiso is in my in my opinion is better than, than the purgatory book. do you
0: do you find that you're actually understanding and learning reading yeah. that or it's just like you finish it and you're like what the f did i just read?
1: no no like I, i'm telling you the version i have is is like the best i mean it's the only one that I've ever bought, but it it is really, really, really good. It, it's really easy to understand. I was told um, by because it, they do a lot of breakdowns of, of what's going on.
0: Yeah, I was taught by a teacher of mine that, I mean, that's that's a cla- like part of a classical curriculum. So it's mm-hmm. like one of those things where you do need some guidance reading a book like that, and even if you even if the book is good, mm-hmm. because it's it's one of those things where it's so deep and nuanced for the for the time period that it's impossible to get that all from from oh, yeah. a commentary so i've always felt like i needed to do that with a course uh and i have a i have a handful of the classics that i have that i need to read here like the republic and mm-hmm. uh, i think plato symposium is another one um all that stuff but yeah.
1: uh back to tommy
0: yeah back to tommy when he gets beaten up he's told this plan by father hughes that they are essentially, he's leaking information on behalf of Section D. What, what do they call themselves? This The odd fellow Section D economically? Which one? He said Section D. Right? They're all the same thing. But I just always kind of like have all three of those names. It's like a roulette in my head with these names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, essentially, he's telling him to, hey, back off what you were trying to do with the Russians. Apologize. Hey, you were mistaken. And essentially what they want is that this robbery goes wrong. They're working against the Russian royalists at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They want the robbery to go wrong so that the Russians commit an act of violence on British soil. That's the big game here. Now yeah. I don't think he wants Tommy to take it that far as Tommy does by talking to somebody from the Soviet embassy later. Mm-hmm. But after he gets his skull bashed in, he <laughs> he does a bunch of cocaine and has to get on about <laughs> his day. You,
1: freaking cocaine is the is the Shelby's miracle drug, man.
0: Yeah, it's their uh it's their it's like their every it's like their band-aid for everything. I'm gonna walk into a restaurant. Just greek. Considering uh, the beating, he looks okay. I mean, as good as he can, he looks awful. But what I'm trying to say is, like, his cranium well, has been cracked open. Yeah, it is. It is cracked. I and mean, he lives in the country. It's probably an hour drive from the Ritz. Oh, I'd imagine. He's Maybe sweating longer. Bullets, though. Sweating bullets. Sweating probably bullets. has a fever. He's probably dying like he's literally probably dying at this moment you're
1: gonna have it like internal breeding in your head i mean you're not gonna have like a lot of physical issues on the outside of your body i mean it was it was pressure that literally cracked your freaking head open
0: you get the sense that when he's at the dinner and he's and they're essentially trying to do damage control with what tommy told them that the priest was a rat or whatever Mm -hmm. you get the sense that the russians are almost terrified of the people that not Tommy. They're terrified of Hughes and yeah. they don't trust them. They would prefer to have dealt with Tommy alone. Yeah. You even see as he's walking away that Leon kind of grabs him by the arm like in a caring way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like they are lost without Tommy in this scenario. And I would have to agree. If I mean, Tommy, little do they know, Tommy's planning to rob them blind, yeah. but uh, it's it's kind of like the devil, you know, type of thing. Yeah. And you know what? When
1: I was watching this, the, the feeling that I got was that you know, the Russians here really trusted tommy and like the way that father hughes is talking
0: so sus tommy
1: i know everybody's like giving him giving him like some uh some side eye there like why they like i don't i don't think the russians trust father hughes at all right now at this point especially at this point no not at all this guy's just like over the top trying to cover his ass and it's it's too blatantly obvious for my taste
0: yeah and well as tommy continues his day his really his two mission two missions were to clear up the mess with the russians and apologize for telling them the father was a, was a rat which he is mm-hmm. and also i still help me figure out what his game plan is here with talking to the soviet embassy he's obviously putting his his neck on the line because what he's saying is he's telling them the truth of what they want they want the robbery to be botched and what the game plan is they want the russians mm-hmm. to attack on british soil uh, so that there can be, they can talk away from from peace talks. Yeah. Now, he's doing this because if their plan is successful, he knows that his family is going to be the one that's sacrificed. Yep. So it seems to me that Tommy, everything has gone wrong and now it's kind of like damage control for him as well. Like, I need to protect my family at this point. I'm probably going to die, but I have to protect the rest of the Shelbys, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ultimately, I think this would all fall on yeah. you know, on their heads.
0: But I gotta say, I love Ada and Tommy's relationship. She's just so she's so sweet and adorable here, where she's so concerned for her brother. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Tommy, what's going on?" <laughs> you know, as Tommy's literally, he can't see. He's literally losing his vision, and we get the first mention of Tommy ever speaking directly to his parents as he's as he's closing his eyes and uh, going unconscious. Here, he tells Ada to take him to the hospital. But he he says, I can't see. But then he goes away and there's like this dramatic moment where he says, but I can see you, dad. And he kind of like does a little little smile, like an eye smile, Uh which I found interesting because their dad was a piece of crap. But it's interesting because I truly do believe uh, when you're like losing consciousness like that, that you see things that other people can't see. So I would not be surprised if that was – I haven't looked at any commentary from Stephen Knight as to if if it was a literal – I was I was thinking or, or what? when
1: you know when I had heard or saw that it was more of like he's going to die. He thinks he's going to die. Well, it's or like his dad he... just
0: died, so it's yeah. it's kind of bringing the whole episode full circle. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ada's always there. She's great. She's there when she needs to be.
0: She's always the one he calls for. I mean, anything from a strategic level. When, he, when the, you know, when everything goes wrong, Ada's, she's on that hot, that speed dial. I'll say that she's like on the favorites list. That's, yeah, that's for, for sure. sure.
1: I don't think they had speed
0: dial then. She, but she also I was. I know the, what she She also was the closest to the Ritz, probably. I would imagine so. Because she's in I the heart of lives, London.
1: Yeah, she lives in downtown, basically.
0: Yeah. Well, that wraps episode four. Uh, it leads us to just this situation where Tommy's now pinned against the soviet embassy mm-hmm. the interests of churchill the interests of section d and the interests of these royalists uh it's a pretty sticky place <laughs> and there's only two episodes to go in terms of resolving it all yeah uh, i gotta say see, season three definitely has way more jam-packed in this season than i ever remembered i just kind of I'm not sure why i
1: ever disliked Slice. it or didn't like it as yeah, much why as the others I,
0: why my slander for season three was as strong as it was i, I don't i don't recall i don't know uh, no, either i kind of want right. to rewatch this episode because of all the stuff that happened to you know in the dialogue specifically about the robbery and whatnot i feel like yeah. all those things whenever it comes to tommy's plans i always find that i'm i've lost like the details somewhere in the in the weeds there but mm-hmm. all right let's get to the categories all right best scene of the episode, you know I like the little affair between uh tatiana and tommy I like that whole that whole scene that whole the whole thing I liked yeah. it a lot,
1: yeah, that was good. I'm trying to pick one that is not that one why because that was definitely. that yours <laughs> it was it it was probably one of the the most memorable ones from this episode the other most memorable part of this episode for me is is just the skull crack like i every time i think the skull crack, crack? About, Jesus. yeah it's not my favorite it's just yeah. memorable every time yeah. i think about tommy getting beat up you know i
0: i, I do I yeah always you're remember right.
1: the skull crack so i won't i won't give it best scene but i i, w- I guess i'd give it the most memorable scene
0: uh, you know, yeah that sound that sound is like etched in your head literally oh my gosh i know literally i never want to hear it again <laughs> <laughs> what's up what's next
1: all right most memorable characters or character
0: Tatiana yeah
1: I would agree with that
0: she owned her she owned her moment in this episode yeah Russian roulette from everything she just gets like on a bender
1: yeah I would Um, have to give it to her as well I have to give it to her
0: yeah no zag there I think she really does it's hard to do this to take one from Tommy Mm -hmm. you know but I think she took this episode in terms of imprint and remembering the the craziness and the wildness and how she lives absolutely
1: All right, the last one I have, and I cannot think of any iconic lines from this episode, but do you have a best line of the episode?
0: I think it's also Tatiana. I think it's when she says uh, something. I don't know the line verbatim, but where she says, you live in this mansion, but you act like a boy who broke in in through a window. You live in this big house by yourself and act like a boy who broke into the window. I like that line. I also like when the servant in the morning... How she took his car, uh-huh. and he asked, "Why would you listen to her?" And she goes, "It was the way she said it, sir." <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of doubling down, reiterating that you know there was some truth to what she was saying. Uh, awesome. All
1: right, I like that. I like the uh, I like the first one that you mentioned a lot more. Yeah, like the boy that broke in through the window. I can't think of any other ones in this episode that really stood out to me. Not like the last episode, that's for sure.
0: I, you know, I think uh, the theme of this season kind of has been the Tommy the Shelby's adjusting to the to the high life right Mm -hmm. adjusting to this life of grandeur and the complications it brings with it I think everyone is dealing with that sense of that imposter syndrome of feeling like they don't belong or uh that they don't deserve what they have which maybe they don't but they did work for it technically although immorally Mm -hmm. um But it seems like all of them are dealing with that in a way. You know, Polly with the portrait artist. uh, She's wearing that dress and she doesn't feel like she she owns it. Tommy in the mansion and the life without grace. Uh, John Boy and his place in the family. Esme and being cooped up. Um, Lizzie kind of in between, loving Tommy, but at the same time totally being uh, a rebound and being used. Yeah. Uh, Ada, you know slowly kind of getting that itch to come back towards the family, but getting distracted with all those other things that she's doing. There's everybody has like their little thing that they're dealing with. Michael towing that line between, you know, I'm new Good to the family. Needle. I'm legitimate. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's generally the theme of the whole season. So looking forward to five and six, I know. I, I mean, I've already watched them, so I know they ramp up, but yeah. uh, and the things that we learn in the next two episodes, I, I'm really interested in these next two because all of the little things that slipped through the cracks on previous rewatches of this season, five and six have the most that go on, of course, because it's the last two episodes of the season. Yep. But, but there's a lot of stuff that I bet you there's going to be a lot of little tidbits that we pick up on that we're not going to realize until after. Yeah,
1: I think we're definitely going to, to have yeah. to pay extra attention to the uh, to the next two. For but sure. Join us for episode five and find out what happens to Tommy.
0: Yeah, join us. Thank you for <laughs> joining us on this journey so far. And uh, Zach's going to carry us away with the outro, but once again, I'm going to give the call to action. Please like, follow, subscribe, give us a rating. Every Anything helps wherever you listen to it. helps us tremendously. We're newbies in this game, but you know it's nice to have you all here at the ground floor with us as we kind of figure out and build out what Soapbox and Story Archives will become and what it is now. Mm-hmm. So... Thank you, and stay tuned. Zach, it's yours now.
1: For sure. Well, thank you for listening to Episode 4, Season 3 of the Peaky Blinders Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find podcasts. You can find us on Instagram at Story Archives. You can visit our website at com. Which brings us to our podcast network, The Midnight Exchange. You can visit the website there at themidnightexchange.com. There's a whole bunch of links to other podcasts, social media, etc. And if you want to drop us an email, you can send us an email at podcast at themidnightexchange.com.
0: Until next time, stay peaky, everybody.